This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Dear friend, welcome to Reflections. This season, we have for you a series of thought nuggets. And today's nugget is titled, Seeing Through the Dark. A life without hope is a futile existence. When we think or feel that we have nothing to hope for in life, whether in our prospects, studies, relationships, finances, health, or spiritual lives, we inevitably grow depressed and desperate. These feelings of dejection, anxiety, or desperation can result in bitterness, resentment, hatred of life, and in some cases can even lead to suicide. This is why the word hopeless is written across the details of almost every suicide or murder suicide. But... To have hope is to have life. For hope is the lens through which we view the future. It is the eye that enables us to see through the dark. Hope is a God-inspired confidence that, regardless of present circumstances, all will be well. And I repeat, hope is a God-inspired confidence that, regardless of present circumstances, all will be well. Well, for more Thoughts Nuggets by Dr. Pippin, please visit eaglesonline.org and click on Weekly Thoughts Nuggets. My name is Margaret Abebrese. Thank you for listening.
He is able. He is able. Through prayer, the impossibilities of man become the possibilities of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10, verse 27. Matthew chapter 10, verse 27. I read, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Remember, God is indeed able. Anything that is impossible for you is possible for him. And as he has told you, make sure you tell others. God richly bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. Welcome back to You Decide. My cherished listener, we're discussing angels and demons, and a lot of the emphasis has been with angels because technically. Both angels and demons were all angels until sin and disobedience or rebellion separated them. My panelists are Pastor A.Y.A. Brent Coker and our young fresh pastor from school, Pastor Michael Akwabwa. You're welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. We have just spoken about their origin and their nature. We want to see their functionality. But before then, about their nature, what are they made of? What do they consist? Do they have flesh and blood like human beings? I earlier said they have Mm. glorious bodies, Mm -hmm. which we know will get the glorification. When Jesus comes and we are glorified with our new bodies, we're going to have bodies like angels. For now, we know them as glorious beings, spirit beings. Mm. There have been instances in the Bible when they have come, like angels visited Abraham. Mm. So they actually became flesh and they actually dialogued with him. So they can transform their bodies. Yes. They can change. Yeah. Because when you read of the Abraham account, when they said, we have come, we've heard this and this, the way they dwelled, Abraham cooked for them, they ate. But most of the time, what the Bible makes us know is that they are ministering spirits. And along the line, they are invisible to our eyes because like we use the word angels, because sometimes there are instances where we can say, oh, you are an angel to me. We use the word. Yeah. If somebody does something good or somebody mischievous, helps, you, God, in helps you in a situation that you never expected. In a circumstance that you say, oh, you've been an angel and we need angels. So they dwell with us. And like you asked, if we are to talk of their functions, they are numerous. Yeah. They are powerful beings. Mm. They are mighty warriors. Mm. Now, for example, when you go to Second Kings, where Elisha had men coming against them and his servant was afraid, and Elisha said then he made God open his eyes and his vision, and he saw men with chariots of fire, and he said, those who are for us are more than those who are against us. Mm. In Second Kings 6, 16 and 17. So you see that they are here, In Psalm 91, they are to guard and guide. They encourage. When Jesus was in Gethsemane, an angel was sent to encourage him. So they encourage, they protect, they deliver. 
in Psalm 34, 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encampeth around his saints. So when we are in difficulties, when we are in danger, angels are there to protect us and to guide us. You can see instances when Balaam, who was beating the horse and an angel, yes. stopped and opened his eyes and he could see that there was an angel's hindering. So they protect, they guard, they actually deliver us from danger. Yes. And so you can see instances in the Bible. Even in Daniel 6.22, yes. angels were sent into the lions then to shut the mouth of the lions. So day in, day out, they are the instruments that the Lord uses or God uses to intervene or interfere in <laughs> they divine... They intervene inter- in our affairs. Okay. Like what Jesus said in uh, Matthew 18.10, he says even little children have their guardian angels that appear before the Lord every morning to give account. And so we have angels with us in everything that we do. We should know that angels are with us. And that's why we should be careful. We don't go to places where angels will dare to go. There are places we go, the angels will keep back. So we must be sure we go to places, our discussion, whatever we're doing, we're doing it such that it will be glorifying to God. Other than that, we'll go on our own. When our angels cannot go with us, where we are going or what This is very gloomy and scary for me. No. If there are some places that my guardian angel will not go with me. Because what takes place in that particular place? I don't think your guardian angel will go with you into the disco. When you are taking a call and you are in the occult or whatever. I am am happy to hear that you say (laughs) you don't think. But you see, I believe that our God is a God of all power, all presence, and everywhere we go, he's there with us. Okay, Michael, you want to come in? Yeah. As we began discussing from last week, yes, they are not on their own. Mm. They don't, from the meaning of the word, mm. and the messages. they are messengers, and they don't carry their own mission. Mm. For instance, as I said earlier, that if we were able to read various literatures we have had, we could infer that all that we are discussing in the Bible and other religious perspectives were influenced by the ancient literatures. Mm. For instance, um, Zoroastrianism, Judaism, Sikhism, and Even all that. Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you are reading the text, the sight of the word angel should be studied well to know whether the context suggests a human angel or a divine angel. Okay. You can infer only from the context. Okay. Let's come with salvational issues. Mm. For instance... It is much known that as we read from the pages of the scriptures, yes. that Jesus said, when I leave, I will send you the Holy Spirit. Yes, that when he comes, you. Mm-hmm. he will remind you of whatever I have yes. um, spoken to you. Yes. So angels in themselves are not beings who come to the aid of humanity. Okay. But rather, they are ever ready to go to the errand. Whenever God sends them, they don't have a say. For instance, if we read Daniel yeah, chapter but 9. Just wait a minute. This is actually something that I got out of the presentation you gave to me right now. If they are not on their own and they have been sent, I believe from what you said so far, I can actually guess from it that we have some angels that are in heaven that when there's something to be done on earth, God sends them to come and do their thing or send a message and go back. And. I also inferred from what you said. What I got from what you were explaining is we have some people to call guardian angels. So there may be some angels who are with us here everywhere we go. 
who are the guardian angels who are guarding us and protecting us. And there may be some too who are in heaven and God sends them to come and do something and go back, send a message fast, do something, intervene in an accident or save you from some death. Is it Which, true? Whichever, I, whichever way you want to uh, yes. uh, postulate your argument, yes. we have a textual reference in the Bible. Good. For so instance, can I when, say when, that? When we read from Psalm 34 verse 7, it mm. tells us that the angels of the Lord encompass those who, who fear him. Yes. When we, we, I am just trying to make a point so that I ask my question based on the points. Oh, okay. This is an inference I made from the explanations you gave so far. Am I right to say that some angels are with us? And some too are sent from heaven to perform a task and they go back. Exactly as we have the textual reference. Okay. If we have Psalm 34 verse 7, mm. Daniel chapter 9 mm. and Daniel chapter 10. It says, mm. I was blocked when I was coming. I get you. I, I get came you. absolutely. Uh, yeah. So the guardian angels have been given a task by God to guard us. Guide us. And guide. Yes. Guard and, and guide. guide. So... Guarding and guiding. guiding. Is it only up to a certain point or to everywhere we go? Because I want to understand the ministry of angels in our lives as Christians. So that even if we are going to sin, we will be reminded that angels are with us, listening and watching and taking accounts. We don't need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. We need to have the assurance in the word mm-hmm. that says angels are ministering spirits sent unto us. So do they go with us? Everywhere we go. And that is why I am telling you that mm. the angels are with us. Mm. They are to protect us. Mm. They are to guide us. Mm. They are to encourage us. They are to deliver us from danger or whatever. But the caution that I am giving mm. is that the fact that we have angels guarding us doesn't mean we should take risk to go into certain things that we know it's dangerous. And then we take the risks and say, oh, I have guardian angels, so I will go in there. The angels will guard me. Then we are presuming on God. Okay. And so if they are holy beings, then we should also think of holy influence okay. and be sure that the places we go are such that the angels will feel glad to be with us. Then for us to presume that, oh, I have angels that will protect me, so I will intentionally go and do things. Uh, an armed robber will say, oh, angels will guide me and deliver me, so I will not be caught. I mean, it's presumptuous. Okay, I get your point now. I think I am getting the understanding. We'll go on a break. I was joined here today by Pastor A.Y. Bryant Coker, over 25 years in pastoral ministry and serving the Lord. And my first graduate from school, Michael Akwabwa, who is scholastic and technical when it comes to his delivery. I have been your host, Thomas Isaac. And until next week, if you hear my voice again, remember, in matters of faith, you decide. It was the truth. It was nothing but the truth. Only truth comes from you. It was the truth. It was nothing but the truth, and it's all that you can do. Oh, only truth. Loving truth. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight. Or zero two four four two three five zero one seven, or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh, or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, PO Box AF five nine five, 
Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. Christ was born while shepherds were watching behold through the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the tell it on the mountain over the hills and never Jesus Christ was born Down in a lowly manger The humble Christ was born And brought us God's salvation That blessed Christmas morn Go My friend, you are welcome to Moment of Truth. I am Pastor Ebenezer Quay, and once more, I warmly welcome you to this important segment. In the previous discussion, we looked at two important points in the text that we read from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through to 10, and we have been looking at the topic at your word. Indeed, in the previous discussion, we mentioned that God's blessings know no boundaries. Wherever you are, God's blessings can locate you. And we mentioned also that you don't have to give up yet because the best is about to come to you. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity again as we speak and listen to your word. May your spirit move in a mighty way, direct the affairs, and begin to touch lives that are listening to this presentation in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue with our series on the topic at your word, I want to make some few important points about the point that don't give up yet. I want to encourage you that wash your nets and be ready for another day and another year. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the reason why you cannot quit, because God is with you. There is another very important thing I would like you to listen to. Have courage for the great sorrow of life, and patience for the smaller ones. And when you have laboriously accomplished your daily task, go to sleep in peace. God is awake. 
And this is by an author by name Victor Hugo. So we can move on to the third lesson that we can learn from this text. And that is from verse 3 of our text. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And this is the verse 3 of Luke chapter 5. What is the lesson that we can learn from this text? You always have something the Lord can use. At this moment, you might think that you are empty and have nothing. But I want to tell you that in spite of the numerous failures, the things that always break your heart, there is something that you have that the Lord can use. There was no catch for Peter and his colleagues. And the no catch for Peter and his colleagues may mean they have nothing, but to the Lord there is something that he can use. What can we give to the Lord? My friend, what can you give to the Lord presently? Your life may not be the best as you want it, but there is something that you can give to the Lord. And I want to share with you a few of these things. One is you can give your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 26 that my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. Just as Peter could give his boat to the Lord Jesus to use, if you can give your heart to him, he will transform you. He will make your heart, which may be stony, filthy, a disobedient heart, he will make something good out of it. He will make out of it a royal throne. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, that behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. You always have something that you can give to the Lord. Also, you can give your life. Apart from your heart, you can give your life. In Romans chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. God is expecting something from you. He expects your heart. He expects your life. If you will give it to him, it will work out something with your life. If we read Exodus chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 about the Lord's encounter with Moses, the Bible says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me, or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, I wrote. You see, Moses' encounter with God was profound and dramatic, but he thought he had nothing to do the Lord's bidding. But the Lord said, What do you have in your hands? God does not require anything extraordinary from us, but he can turn that which is ordinary to accomplish that which is extraordinary. He can use what is ordinary, what we may think does not matter, just a road. God can turn it to do something great for his own cause. If God has called us, then he can also 
empower us. If God has called us, then he can empower us. I want to urge you at this time that give your heart, give your life, give your all to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is able to make a saint out of a sinner. He is able to turn our mess into a message. He is equally able to turn the victim into a victor. What is your challenge? What is your difficulty? All that the Lord is requiring of you is that you always have something that he can use. What do you have today? What do you have to pre present to the Lord? I know. You have a heart. You have a life. Give it to the Lord and he will work out something beautiful out of it. I have tried it and I know he can do it for your life too. If man can make lemonade out of lemon, then God who created the lemon can do something better out of your life. May God bless you. May he be with you. May he take control of your life. May you begin to expand and exceed your limits so that he will continue to bless you. I want to say God be with you till we meet again. And this series will continue in the next presentation. Thank you. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or 244 235 017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF 595 Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>